0: Thank you so much, Paulette. I'm really so grateful to be here this morning with you guys. Uh, It's just such an honor um, to have been asked to be a part of this. Um, Paulette and and the group, they all know my heart. Um, And uh, I thought that what I would do, what I'd like to do first is just kind of share with you a little bit about my story. Um, I think that you guys have been having people come in that have been sharing their stories about various things They've been through and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to get to know me a little bit more um, on a personal uh, note and then uh, of course Paulette's kind of already gone over my professional um, history, but um, My love for seniors started at a very young age. Um, My great-grandmother Sprinkle Um, was um, bedridden when I was very little. And um, I had this little Fisher-Price medicine, uh, uh, like, doctor kit. And I would go and sit by her bedside and doctor on her. And I wanted so much to just get her well. um, But she would read the Bible to me. She ministered to me. Uh, Of course, I was very little then. But um, I felt just her love for me and just her sewing into my life. And then my um, uh, father's parents, my grandmother and grandfather, um, Bill and Nancy Hager, um, they are um, why I'm a believer. They loved me so much and spent so much time just teaching me about the Lord. Um, Just uh, my grandmother, such an incredible prayer warrior. When I would go through difficult things, she was just my go-to person. And um, faithfully, we lived um, at a distance from one another, but she, she would write me all the time. She'd call me all the time. And um, I was just very grateful for her. So at a very, very young age, you know, these people in my life were the hands and feet of Jesus. And you don't forget that. You never forget that. Um, and uh, just I can see how God just was shaping my heart to to bring me to the work that I do. Um, I also, at a very young age, I learned a lot about loss and grief. Um, My parents were divorced when when I was five years old. Um, We had to leave and move away um, to be with my aunt, Um, and um, that was very difficult uh, to go through that at a young age. Um, Then my mother remarried at seven, when I was seven, and um, She married um, someone who was an alcoholic, and I grew up in an alcoholic home. And uh, that was very, very difficult. Um, Thankfully, uh, you know, I was able to find a good counselor, went through a lot of therapy for that, um, which was very beneficial to me. Um, Then, when I was 17, my high school sweetheart, um, who I adored, got cancer and I went through that experience with him um, when everybody was off at football games and uh, dances. We were in the hospital while he was getting spinal taps and going through treatments, and um, that was uh, just a very difficult time in my life. Um, Then two years later, I was dating another guy. We were really good friends. We had gone to a concert that night and when we left, um, I was supposed to ride with him. I didn't, but um, he was killed in an automobile accident. And so, as you can see, <laughs> you know, up until you know, about 18, I had a lot of loss that I endured. And my grandmother had told me, she said, "You know, Stephanie, I don't really think that you chose your career. I think your career chose you." And she was a wise lady, and I really believe that. And I think that, All of us go through different things in our lives and um, like i said i can see how god just was shaping and molding my heart for this Um, i have had people i've had mentors in my life um, that uh, were were seniors that um, just were so incredible to me through my career Um, i have a gentleman right now we are from two completely different walks of life um and he is almost 80 years old and we i've worked at a um somewhere for a brief time. He was a volunteer there. We met each other, we just hit it off. Um we would just talk and chat and he was just, he's just such a wise man and um it's just so incredible to me the way God works. Um so his name is Dallas and Dallas um and I just—we probably spent about three weeks knowing each other. That was it. And then I had left that job. Well, fast forward about two years later, he said, "God just kept putting you on my heart. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about you." And he was like, "I just was like, I gotta, I gotta get in touch with her." And so he reached out to a, a chaplain friend of mine that he knew, Dennis, and he said, "Dennis." who's that girl that was working here? He's like, you know, you remember that girl, and, and Dennis like, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, and he said, well, I can't remember her name. He's like, but God's just put her on my heart, and I want to reach out to her, and so finally Dennis figured it out, gave him my number, and Dallas called me, and he has just been encouraging me in so many ways, and he just calls me probably once a week, and he just checks in. He just, Stephanie, what's going on? And he has been praying specifically for me being a part of this ministry. And um, and so I really hope and pray that it can grow. Um, you know, I, I enjoy my work that I do, but I have always had a heart for seniors, um, and it would be wonderful if this could grow into something more I I, Magda and I have lots of dreams about all the things that we could offer, um, but you know what? It's in God's hands, and for whatever time mm-hmm. that he has me be in this role, I just want to be a blessing to the people that I'm able to, to help. Um, you know, I not only professionally am I representing the social work, uh, field, uh, but I'm also a representative of God, and so service has always been very important to me, and so...
1: One of the things
0: I want to say is if you decide that you, that you do want to um, have an opportunity to meet with me and, and that I can assist you, um, I don't anticipate there would be any problems. But if you did feel that you weren't happy with something or whatever, I would want you, if you it, to speak to me about that. I'd want to try to correct that. But, um, but if not, I'd want you to go to JB and just let him know. Um, but I don't, I don't anticipate that. Um, because I, I do want to do a good good job for, for people that I work with and serve. Um, a couple of the other things I just wanted to share with you, too, is, you know, in my time, as Paulette mentioned, you know, I've been doing end-of-life social work, working with chronic illness um, for about, well, over 20 years. And... Um, I also have experienced uh, chronic illness myself. I I had, for 20 something years, I had this just mysterious illness. And I kept being sick and having problems, and I would go to doctor after doctor. I saw, really, uh, I think I counted it up, it was over 27 healthcare professionals. And nobody ever figured out what was wrong with me. And finally, by process of elimination, I'm the one that figured it out. I had to advocate for myself all those years. I was like, "No, there's something wrong." They tried to dismiss it. Oh, you have IBS. Oh, you, um, it's it's in it's all in your head. Well, it was in my head. I have a tumor, which is very rare. It's uh, one in ten thousand people have this type of tumor. It's a pituitary tumor, and. Um, Thankfully, we finally figured it out, and I've I've received treatment about, I think I'm going on almost three years now. It's medication. It's not, fortunately, it's not terminal, um, but but I know what it's like to live with something chronic, and um, that's another way that I can relate to people because I've lived it, you know. Um, but one of the things that I've seen through my work uh, for, for all these years is that there's kind of like two universal themes that I've seen. I've seen that people really fear and struggle their loss of control and independence. It's like one of the top things that just universally, doesn't matter who you are, you fear that. Um, and also people, people don't want to be a burden on their family. And so one of the things that I can do is and I feel like it's a gift for for, for anybody in here that, that is interested is when you plan and when you think through different scenarios and try to um, have things in place, you are giving your children and your family a gift um, because you know, my mother has had to go through some difficult things it wasn't fun to have to have some of those conversations, but the, as a social worker, that's what we do. We have tough conversations um, we help Uh, families navigate, you know, some of those difficult family dynamics. And um, so that is something that I feel like I'm able to assist people with, um, is to um, have some of those hard conversations, to um, talk about things like, uh, as you'll see on the handout that Paulette had given you, you know, I'm able to help you um, assess if you're, you know, people wanting to stay at home. You know, the Aging in Place Ministry is what this is called. All of us, I think, want to remain at home until until the end if we can. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes we have to make choices to go into different living environments. Um, and I'm here to tell you, they're not all bad. You know, and that's there's this uh, misconception that, you know, oh my gosh, I never want to go in a nursing home. They're terrible. And... There are some good nursing homes, Um, but uh, I'm not saying that that's what you're, you know, going to have to do, but you never know. Um, You never know what you're faced with. I don't have children, so I think about it all the time. What am I going to do? My husband and I, we don't have kids. Who's going to take care of us? Of course, then again, it's not a guarantee, even if you have kids, that they will help take care of you, you know, so, um, but I want to be prepared in in thinking about those things as, as, um, as I age. Um, So, helping, you know, I help people with thinking through, um, I'm not an uh, an aging in place specialist, which is um, someone that uh, has been certified regarding home modifications, but I do know about a lot of stuff about home modifications. So, talking through some of that um, to help you to be able to remain at home as long as you can, Um, talking through um, different living situations, Um, there's independent living, there's assisted living, there's long-term care. Um, There's adult day services for for some people that may be ideal. Obviously, my experience in hospice work, end of life, I've helped many people with just, um, you know, planning for those types of things through advanced care plans, um, funeral planning. um, You know, I kind of look at myself as, you know, as a a social worker, geriatric care uh, manager is, it's kind of like I'm a travel agent. For these types of things you know you could you could call up you you can certainly we're very resourceful Paulette's very resourceful you know you can google things and figure things out probably all of you are very intelligent people but you know when you've done it for as long as I've done it you know wouldn't it be kind of nice to call the travel agent that knows about the deals and knows the connections of the different places and so that's where I think I can come in to assist, but I'm also able to help people with just understanding about Medicare, Medicaid. Um, I'm able to help with uh, caregivers. (laughs) This is a big burden um, on a lot of people um, because it is very difficult to be a caregiver um, and navigating that. Um, There's a a need for support there, Um, and so um, as Paulette mentioned, no, this isn't a traditional Counseling role but um, in the type of work that I do I do provide supportive counsel regarding those types of things um, so Those are some of the different resources also VA benefits um, That's something that you know, I can connect you with people um, we can come up with uh, you know kind of a plan uh, of, of What maybe you would do is in different stages of, of your uh, aging process Um, And I did want to mention, I'm sure that probably a lot of you are on Medicare now, but for some of you who maybe aren't, um, we are in open enrollment October 15th through the 7th of December. And um, if you're not familiar with um, the program here in Tennessee, the Area Agency on Aging and Disability has a program called SHIP. And it's free, and you can call this number, and I'm gonna give you a little um, handout here, but you can call the number, and they will um, walk you through the different Medicare traditional versus the HMOs. They'll help you kind of compare, contrast. They will um, talk to you about prescription drug costs, and Medicare Part D, supplemental, uh, Medigap, uh, and all of that. Um, And so this is a great resource, and also, during open enrollment, there is a, a very reputable elder law attorney um, called Take Us and McGinnis, and they um, have a gentleman that's going to be doing a presentation um, the 28th of October from at 1.30, and I have a website if any of you are interested. It's free. It's open to the public. It's um, online, so um, you can watch that in your home, and I think they even have a call-in version, too, if you don't do uh, the video portion. Um, you can call in and listen to it. Um, but I'll hand these out as well. Um, do you all have questions of, of me? I want I do wanna also, before, maybe before we do that, I do wanna kinda go over the process a little bit more too, just to, um, so obviously Magda's gonna be the gatekeeper. Um, she'll reach out to me. Um, I um, Although this doesn't fall under HIPAA, I am a social worker, so I have to honor confidentiality. Anything that you share with me is not going to go back to the group of people that have started the aging ministry. Um, You know, we're not going to talk about your family dynamics or whatever. We want to be um, uh, sensitive and and want you to know that this is a safe place for you to come to talk to me about these types of things. But, one second. Sure. We are going to track how many calls we get and so forth, but that will not be by name. So when Magda gets a call, when she does anything, anything that any of us do, we will do we will turn it in to, so we can track it, but it will not be by the by the person who called or the person that, that needs the, the help. because we do want to make sure that sure. this is confidential. Yeah. And um, But if if we are in discussion about something, if I were to think that that you are going to harm yourself or others or if I felt like you had been subjected to any kind of abuse or neglect, that is where I do have to override my confidentiality and and I have to report those things. Um, But beyond that, whatever you share with me stays between you and I. we, um, like she said, there will be an agreement that we'll send out to you um, that you sign that just kind of goes over the, you know, things that are covered, things that aren't covered. Um, I do have limited time. I do work another other So right now it's looking like um, the days, Tuesday would be an ideal day. I know not everybody can always do Tuesday, but I am off on Tuesdays and Fridays. So more than likely, um, if you if you have a need... It may be something that we can just talk about over the phone and and you know that's that's all you need it it may it may be better for us to meet in person they have said that I can meet here at at Otter Creek Um, we may be able to also potentially do something virtually if that's better for you too if you're kind of under the weather not feeling like coming up to the church we could we could do that Um, what else do I want to say about that Um, you know, like I said, I've got the two days that I can that I can help. Um, I do work, so if, if you, if Magda, if you reach out to Magda and, you know, I will call you or whatever, but, um, you know, it may be depending on what time of the week, it might have to be the following week that we would get together. I just ask for you to bear with me because I will be juggling, you know, uh, doing this and, and my other job as well. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be available for emergency type of situations, and that's kind of outlined in our agreement. You know, it asks you to reach out. Obviously, if you have any kind of medical um, emergency, you reach out to your uh, physician, or obviously 911 if it was, an, um, you know, something very serious. Um, so, um, what else can you think of, Paulette? Anything else? I think that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. and like as I said, is in Guatemala for yeah. nephew's wedding. She will be back tomorrow, mm-hmm. so uh, we're we're saying we're going to start this on November first, which is a week from tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we're, um, <coughs> if we get calls this week, I'm sure we can probably mm-hmm. take care of those. But yes. but, um, but uh, yeah, but the kickoff is really November. 1st. And then I'm, this is probably obvious, but it is just for Otter Creek. Congregates, you know, like it can't be if you have a friend, oh, I'd love for you to talk to Stephanie. That would be lovely at some point, you know, if, if, if I'm able to, do to that, Yeah, but. but for right now, it is just for uh, congregates of Otter Creek. But I'm really looking forward to, to assisting you if you have needs, and um, I'm just very blessed to, to have this opportunity, and I appreciate just the, the whole group um, for just uh, having the faith in me to be able to do this. Um, so uh, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to getting to know you better. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.